Hello, 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 and welcome back, everybody, those that are returning. Um, as you can see, episode 90, we do have a special guest here, so we should have a few new viewers and listeners. I think uh, if you look at that beard, he definitely attracts a crowd. There's no doubt about that. Um, and before I let him introduce himself, for those people that don't know, um, there is a podcast that goes by the names of sh by the name of Shits and Gigs. They always flex that they're the second best podcast in the world, which is dope that you should listen to them. But they have this really cool thing of what they do where they introduce someone on the pod, like someone that's close to them. And I thought the perfect person to start with would be the man himself, Aaron. So I'm going to take the honors. I'm going to try do him justice here with this introduction. <laughs> so I met Aaron for the first time when we were in grade eight. Uh, the three of us went to school together, Tev, Aaron and I. I remember meeting Aaron and he wasn't quite the chunky piece of meat that you see in front of you right now. Uh, he didn't quite have the beard that he has now, but what he did have, what I remember about when I met him is that he had, <laughs> he had, he was one of the friendliest people that I had come across coming into grade eight. Now it was, I remember the first day of school, you walk in and the hall is packed and there was just so many people there and everyone was kind of in their cliques, right? From their previous, from their, cause a lot of us came from same primary school. So we were all in our cliques. Mm. And I just remember seeing Aaron, the skinny dude. Um, he had, this was before he had braces. So his teeth looked a little different. Uh, he had hair. <laughs> um, and I just remember he was just like, Hey, what's up, man. And he started talking to me and it was like the beginning of our friendship. And, um, you know, what I think I can say about Aaron and what stands out to me for the most part with Aaron is that, He's the type of guy that you can't really, nothing can really say no to him. He really works so hard. He, I've never, ever seen someone so dedicated, so driven. Um, even when the odds are stacked up against him, he really, really puts it together. He was the skinny guy playing first team rugby. Uh, even <laughs> though he was one of the smallest guys on the field, he was there. He was committed. He's just such a hard worker. I would never, ever question anything. And, you know, sometimes people ask you that question if you were in trouble and you had to call someone who could who could save you, come up with a plan. I'd be calling Aaron, man. Um, so as Tasty Tev is there, I'd like to call it Audacious Aaron because he does Ooh. things boldly, man. He just Ooh. does things. He's, he's audacious. He takes shots. So, I'll ladies and gentlemen, it. please welcome it. Aaron. There he is. Yeah. Well, I mean, you pretty much said exactly what I probably would have said about myself. Um, I wouldn't have added the super skinny part in to be fair, but, <laughs> um, but no, man, that was a great introduction. Super cool to be here. It's something new and exciting. I've been supporting you guys. I mean, since. Sure, since day one. Day, since, day one, yeah. Super fan, right, yeah, man. Since two, three viewers, you know. <laughs> yeah. yeah, but it's been, it's been amazing to watch you guys, man. I mean, I think it's really going to be something quite spectacular. Mm, nice, sure. man. Yeah, yeah. And, and just give us a quick rundown of kind of what your interests are, what you do, that kind of thing. Um, Sure, man. I mean, such a hard question. It's like when people tell you to tell you, tell you about yourself and you just... <laughs> Forget everything you've ever known. Uh, but I mean, simple things. I love fitness. I love sports. I still partake in sports now and then. Love tattoos. Um, I mean, I'm quite a simple guy, man. I just, I just like to go to gym. I like to eat my food, come home, spend time with my fiance. 
spiritual man yeah super pleasures good life man it's, it's good life things man it's a simple <laughs> things <laughs> no i love that love that he's a very modest guy for everyone that's watching and listening <laughs> and very humble as you can uh kind of make out but he is uh, a spectacular guy like tyler was saying such a friendly guy a guy that's always showing up for people as well man and anytime mm-hmm. you have a day out or a night out this is the guy that owns the room when <laughs> hey when the music kicks in you must see this guy on the dance floor i've seen it many times <laughs> he brings out all the moves if you guys have seen jiga majiga on SMC one back in the day <laughs> Yeah, this guy got all the movies from there. Um, oh, absolute legend. And yeah, this is a very special episode. Sure. We're going to be chatting about quite a few things. Uh, quite centric about the um, the language of love. And we're speaking about relationship centric. So we're going to dive into that a little later. I think to kick us off, we had a question running this week. Um, and Tyler, you want to just remind everybody on what that question is. Tantalizing yeah. Tyler, I'll, I'll have you. Ooh, Tyler. It's interesting. You like one of those candy, what are they called? Pop candies. The ones that tick on your tongue. Ta- mm, on your tongue and you're like, yo, what is that? This is so cool. Mm, tantalizing Tyler. I can work with that. I can work go. with that. <laughs> okay, sick. So let's chat about the question of the week. So... I asked it on, we, we all know at the moment there's this big, um, I wouldn't call it a fad because the show is actually sick. And I know the two of you haven't watched it yet and you're sleeping on mm. the show. But anyway, <laughs> so it's it's um, The Last of Us that's been out with, um, I forget the, the actor's name, but he's from The Mandalorian and he's from... Um, Narcos. Ga- well, Narcos, yeah. Narcos, yeah. Game Pedro's of Thrones. And, mm. Yeah, Pedro, Pedro Pascal, that's it. Um, and the show is sick. So it had me thinking and I was wondering. So I asked it on Instagram. So you wake up in a post-apocalyptic world and we're talking zombies here. Um, zombies in Last of Us, they're called the infected. And basically the question was, what is your plan? So before I open the floor to Aaron and Tev to hear what they, what they said their plan was, I'll go through some of the answers that we got on Instagram. So thank you to those of you that did answer. The first one that we got was... Um, stay inside and survive of noodles um <laughs> for some reason someone thinks they prepared gotta go, in that. Ramen. gotta go ramen you gotta go ramen <laughs> yeah um I, I quite like this um was it depends which one so which post-apocalyptic world if it was the the walking dead um she said she'd be fine any other zombies and it's over and i think that's true you know, like it depends on what zombies we're talking about. Yeah. Because I mean, yeah. it's the Resident Evil zombies. I'm not doing anything. I'm just gonna <laughs> I'm immediately dying, like immediately. But I mean, and even if it's like the kind of zombies from I Am Legend, because I know they're not really zombies, but they kind but they of spot, yeah, yeah. I'd also be completely terrified. But I mean, if it's like zombies from Shaun of the Dead, I mean, I'm yeah, I'm that's different. Yeah, like, even World War Z. Have you guys seen World War Z? Yeah, heavy, man. those ones are hectic. Ew. Those ones are hectic, Ew. and it's the same. In actually, in the Last of Us, they're similar. They kind of like um, no regard for them. Like they just they sprint. You know, other movies they just walk, but in this one mm. they like they move. You know. Yeah. Um. So the last three responses that I got was one was to um try and move to like a rural like area, like kind of woods in Alaska kind of vibe, mm. like just really trying to isolate themselves but then i wonder like about food and stock and stuff um and then the other one was um they just responded die 
Like that's the plan. What's the plan? Fair enough. Then Fair enough. You're wasting no one's <laughs> no okay. being wasted. You succumb to your fate. You're like, ah, it's done. Why you just accepted play it. this game. I actually, <laughs> I want to... I want to ask that later on. Let me first ask, what's the plan? Aaron, what's the plan? You wake up post-apocalyptic. What's the plan? So when you sent me this, uh, my, my first thought was also what kind of apocalypse? Is it like bird, like, you know, the bird box one or is it a quiet place? Um, you know, like which, po- like apocalyptic is it? But you said zombies. So I don't know, man. I kind of have to agree with the Alaska vibe. Just kind of just segregate myself, bury down and just hope for the best i mean getting supplies is going to be difficult but i think that's the best option man it's yeah i think that's the best option okay okay Tev, what you got uh, combination of solutions here boys so i watched hey. i think it was rise of the planet of the apes yesterday whatever <laughs> dawn of the planet of the apes yeah we did get some um uh, sustainable energy going here so hopefully i'm close to a reservoir or a dam and i'll okay. use whatever skills I skill set I have to try and get that operational. I also watched quite a few Bear Grylls episodes, so oh, hopefully that puts me in good stead. <laughs> <laughs> the wild of Bear Grylls, that guy knows everything from what to eat, what to drink, living inside animal carcasses. He's the real deal, man. So hopefully uh-huh. I still have a few, I've stored a few of those episodes mentally mm. hopefully and that that okay. gets me across otherwise i'd need to be like will smith and befriend like hopefully have a dog or something <laughs> i just must hope that whatever Oof. he faces isn't the one that's just walking around town hey but imagine dealing with up. you deal with that loss though like I, what he yeah. had to deal with yeah, yeah. yeah is, i mean lo- is, losing uh losing an animal is it will be rough man I mean, uh, especially in that situation you know like well, you gotta put it I think what I would do, um, actually, in, I know this isn't a big spoiler, but in episode three of The Last of Us, what the one guy does is he kind of secures off a whole town. Like he builds uh, like a fence around this town. Mm. And he also, he does the same thing. He gets like all this natural gas and he collects it and he, he sets up his space to kind of keep himself safe, which I thought was quite cool. But Katia always suggests, and I think it's actually a really good idea, is to get to water in some regards. Mm. So like... Mm. If you could find like a desalinator, it would be necessary, especially if you're going into the ocean, because there you've got food. And if you can change the water, the salt That's water into hot. water, then you're mm. good. And I don't think zombies don't swim. You know what I'm saying? So oh, I don't know. I've never got a good solution uh, there, man. Yeah. We were just hoping uh, that the zombies aren't like, oh, there's a Korean drama that I saw recently. Oh uh, yeah. Um, the zombies, Netflix, I think. even when they turned, they, um still have cognitive memory of things they could do as humans so they yeah. know how to oh. open a door they know how to climb stairs they know how to do oh, wow. ladders or whatever it is so that's that what intense. what show is that that sounds sick i think it's it's, it's on Netflix, man. Movie. i don't know, I don't know if it's the movie alive or if it's the show uh it's the show it's not all of us are dead I'll get the, I'll that, get the name. Okay. Right. Yeah. Get that for us. Yeah. So wait, uh, before we move on, I have a follow up question. At what point is that it for you? So like, what would it take for you to give up? You know, because, okay, we've got our plan in order here. And uh, you've seen in these movies, heck, like in I am legend, he loses the dog and you know, like all these things happen in the last yeah. of us, a lot of stuff happens, but what does it take? What will it take for you to just be like, I'm done like that? That's enough now. 
you know, I think probably if I, if I, I think if I went in this apocalypse with my fiance, I think if I lost her, I think that kind of would be like, there's no real yeah. point. Now I'm just, I'm going to be alone. I'm going to be a young Will Smith here, like just <laughs> chatting to a doll, you know, uh, there's, there's not much that I could do. So I, I think probably that if I didn't go into the, into this world with my fiance, I mean, I think you'll know, man, you'll just know like, yeah, my time is now. I'm not eating, mm. I'm not drinking, mm. I can't fight. Yeah. Would you kill yourself though? Or you just wait to die? Um, I think I'd go out with a fight, you know, I'd go out into the world, fight some zombies, if hey, they take me, they like, take me. You're going to gear there. up, I can see yeah. you gearing up, you're putting on jackets, <laughs> taking your knives, put the baseball bats on and you're just going out there. Yeah, if they take <laughs> me, they take me, right, it's fine. Fair. Tev, you got, nice. a, you got, a, you got a, nice. a quitting time? Um, I think once I've run out of all the resources, really. Um, you yeah, want to try find more? If I, if I have no means, look, so let's say every neighboring city has been taken over by the zombies. There's no means of getting into the cities. I've run out of resources. Bear Grylls hasn't helped me out <laughs> and I'm on my ace now. Yeah. Then, <laughs> then I think I tap out. Then I think I tap out. Okay. So, so uh, even I'll... if you, even if you survived gunman on your ace, as long as you've got resources, you're good. You're still going. I'll still go, yeah. I'll still go. Oh, there must sure. be some some I need a get a, a dove carrier pigeon to send signals somewhere. I need to do something, man. There needs to be some kind of um hope out there. Okay. But if I if I'm literally short on um resources to live, then uh, then that's it. How about you? Okay. I think I'm similar to Aaron, eh? I think if um if, if, if Katia were to, if anything were to, mm. cause you know what I also realized, right? It's not just something mm. happening to them, but most likely you would see it happen if you together, right? You're trying to yeah. survive together. And if something had happened to that person, most likely you saw what happened and there's no way that like, it would be okay to see that, you know, I don't know if I could live Oof. with that memory, you know, cause it's not like, she's like, oh, I'm going to go get food and I'm going to let her go out on her ace and she never comes back. So I don't know what happened. If she's like, yeah. I'm going to go get food and we go together and something happens and I survived. I don't know if I'd be able to like live with that. You know what I'm saying? And so, would you be able to unalive your partner if they're the ones that have turned into the zombie now? Cause you saw Pop, some of the you're saying movies. Like off them, just yeah. Like, you either off them or you, I guess you keep them. So in the one, um, Korean drama, I actually think it, you watch so a lot of Korean drama. Yeah. <laughs> this dude um, oh, living yeah. in his apartment and his wife has turned right into okay. a zombie. And okay. instead of letting her run loose or kicking or ending her, he's kept her in the room mm. and he gets people he then feeds to her. Oh, hectic. That's love, man. That's in, love. In, so, in The Walking uh, Dead, I know they do. do the same thing. The guy keeps his family in like the barn outside for some yeah. time, I think. And then There's a few episodes and seasons where they have one or two people keeping. Hey, I don't what do you do? Scary. What do you do, man? You keeping um, her? Nah, I think I think as I said, if that happened, and technically I've lost my fiance, I think I'd then just become a zombie. And I don't know if you are aware that now you're both zombies because now you can just be together <laughs> like warm bodies. As, as zombies, warm bodies. You know? i was just thinking of warm bodies yeah you know so i don't know like yeah i don't know like the cognitive function in terms of like you could 
you could do some like romantic you could do some like romantic chain yourself together and then it doesn't matter what your cognitive abilities Mm. are you're gonna be together right you chain if you chain your arms or your waist together that's actually pretty pretty romantic let it be known oh, that Aaron right. and I, Aaron and I, will be chaining ourselves to our zombie zombie brides. Tevin doesn't care. Tevin, as long as he has food, he's going. He's keeping, Oh, we have a survive. Okay, sick. Yes, uh, you have survived. That's that's why we didn't have to even consider you being turned. Mm. You're a survivalist. So, hey, nice one, nice one. Okay. <laughs> it's nice to open with the question of the week. I like that. But now, as our current listeners should know, we do an accountability mm. catch up, oh, Tev yeah. and I. Yes, um, yes, so, yes. what I want to do is instead of the two of us, I mean, we can do our parts as well, but I wanted to ask Audacious Aaron himself. <laughs> um, we are sitting now, day of recording is uh, 19th of February, release yeah. day will probably be a little bit later. Did you? Uh, it doesn't have to be New Year resolutions, but you know what, like Tev and I do, where we've spoken yeah. about like the things we're trying to do. So, have you set something in motion, whether it be in the past two months, past two weeks, past two years, whatever it is that you've set for yourself that you are trying to keep up with? Can we hold you accountable? And to what? And what are you doing? Um, I mean, New Year's resolution is always a difficult one because we never stick to it. I don't think anyone does, and if you do, then congratulations to you. Because most people are like, let's say it's November, it's like, no, I'm going to stop smoking in January. I will just stop tomorrow. Why, mm. why are you waiting for January? <laughs> so yeah. I've never really believed in that because if I'm going to start, I'm going to start tomorrow or today. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I've got the same goals always, you know, fitness goals, health-related goals, you know, eat well, try and sleep well. Um, I think when you're in a relationship, your, your goals tend to come together and you kind of forget about your own personal goals. So, I mean, I've been focusing a lot on like our goals, you know, like getting married and just, you know, the wedding has kind of taken over a bit. Um, so I don't really have too many. Yeah. Like it's, as, I wouldn't say it's consumed us, but I know we'll get to that, but it's, you kind of forget about your own goals. So it's kind of the standard goals of just living healthy, you know, like going okay. to gym still, um, I'm focusing on my business. So once in a couple of while I'll do something for the business um just to get it a bit further until i can release so yeah okay and with that yeah this is Imi your accountability partner who's kind of keeping you in check to either Mostly encourage her. you or she's, ensure that you are uh, um, she's she's there man she's, <laughs> <laughs> she's yeah no she definitely does like hold me accountable she definitely does remind me to you know hey today's the day that's yeah you said we're gonna do this especially with gym uh she's not better at going to gym than i am you know she's like let's go today i'm like now i'm tired shame let's go (laughs) so yeah Yeah, it's good good to have a partner like that yeah you need you need Yeah, you need your partners to kind of keep you in check, you know, that it, yeah. it helps. It's kind of what, you know, um, Tev and I also try and do here, you know, like uh, with this kind of yeah. stuff. Sometimes also we can be um, not soft on our partners, but we do, you know, like uh, sometimes we are like a little bit more Lean, like, lenient. Lenient, yeah. 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 So Tev and I always ask each other just to check in there. And um, this yeah. business that you mentioned, is that something you want to talk about or not really? 
Um, no, we can chat about it. I mean, it's nothing too intense. It's a beard care company, so beard oils, beard bombs. Um, my fiance actually gave me the idea. Idea. My my idea was to buy beard oils and stuff from like China Mall, and then kind of just like not sell them as my own because it'd obviously be very legal, but just you know, like a resale thing. Like, hey, I've got beard uh, oil. Buy it like dropshipping. Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. And then uh, she was like, "Why don't you just make your own?" I looked into it. It was. I wouldn't say it's very easy. It's actually very difficult because I don't want people to steal my idea. It's very hard. Um, <laughs> but like all, jo all jokes aside, it's actually very simple. Uh, you just got to figure out the right formulation, the right smells. Um, so yeah, that's kind of where we're at now. Just trying to get the right smells together. Um, so I mean, it's, and then it's obviously skin testing, making sure it's yeah. still, you know, okay, I've got a couple people that I want to give it to, you know, of, just different standards of beards that they have, some short, some long, some curly. So yeah, we're gonna kind of test it out with them. Hey, and the people that are watching can see if there's anyone who you're going to trust with your beard, it's this man. You can see, you know, like, I think I'm always proud of mine, but then I see this guy and I always like question myself. I, you know, I'm like, hey, what's going on here? You know, so, really? hey, no, well, look, all the I best and- Thank you, bro. Well, look, I wasn't gonna make a hair tonic, so. <laughs> fair enough fair yeah enough. <laughs> you have much of a choice well played, well played. yes yeah, no that's brilliant so um in keeping with accountability how is your week gone uh have you done uh, writing for us um i have for, the, for those that um might have missed out ty started his blog and his website um just mm. another backpack he um showcased his first article with us of the roles that people play and why it's okay. Really, really good article. Um, mm. something that I related to, yeah, related to quite well. Um, and it's, it's a really a, such an evergreen thing, like you said, so it's a constant thing that I'm working on working to understand. And yeah, I also loved how you say that certain people serve certain roles during specific periods or certain times. Mm. So it's yeah. not stagnant. It's not almost set in stone. It's yeah, yeah. very fluid in how it can change and kind of the purposes they serve. Hey, so yeah, I appreciate that. That's, that's nice of you actually to say that. Um, so I have been writing some more. I've really been working on, and I'm really trying, it was a tough week. So I've been writing this Arsenal piece about why it's been such a pleasure being an Arsenal fan in 2023. But I didn't want it to be like, oh, we're, we're on top of the log. So that's why it's fun. Right. It's also, I wanted to have longevity in the sense of like, I'm really actually trying not to talk specifically about this season. It's more about like contextualizing the past 20 years. And then there's certain key points as to what's making it so nice to be an Arsenal fan. But as we know, Arsenal lost to Manchester City on Wednesday night. And it became very, very, <laughs> it became super tough to continue writing it. I won't lie. Every time I sat down to do it, I was like proper... I've been questioning the role Arsenal plays in my life and why it's so important to me. Cause I was like, yo, like I'm sad. I was sad. This, I was so sad this week. Like my students couldn't even tease me. I wasn't having it. I was like, <laughs> and normally I'm chilled, but I was, I wasn't having it. Um, but then we, we played well last night was a cracker of a match. Mm. So I'm almost done with it. Um, and I'm going to be releasing it this week, but my accountability that I think I did was to make this episode happen to kind of, coordinate between the three of us to kind of make yes. a special episode happen. And that that's where I'll take my, my flowers. Um, and what about you, Tev? Wait, what Very you got well for us? Done. After Very that well beautiful, done. beautiful poem last week, 
What Ooh, have you got so, for us this so week? So in keeping with the creative writing and having those juices flow, I've come up with a few um, synopsis, synopsises, synopsi, uh, for a few shows, a few TV shows. Just been spitballing, writing a few ideas down. Can't We're going to review them. Just yet. We're going to review them here. Yeah, I'll, I'll give you guys um, a shout once I've kind of narrowed it down, crossed the T's, dotted I's, and then you can let me know. Now, if you think it's a, a you're not giving us anything. Now, okay, I can give you an idea. Like the pilot, so the just one, like a young pilot episode. The one is similar to um, Modern Family, but in like a South African context, and we see the difference in how generations raise their kids and kind of what the what it's like to raise 20 or gen z's in this modern era so we see okay. all the cultural differences cool. kind of the similarities we explore those those themes um, okay once i've written a bit more i'll share it okay here. and you guys can let me know if you think it's a plausible show if somebody to watch or if you think it's absolute hot garbage um <laughs> <laughs> but i'll share it I'll, I'll i'll take you through it next week okay okay let's be my okay sweet account that's your accountability hey you're doing yeah. you're doing the most man screenplays and everything damn remember we have to make an animation or something for the big vibe at some exactly. point um, exactly. that would be uh, yeah i don't know how it that would, would look cool. especially we still small fries at the moment but i'm sure we'll come up with something so this could be the for those, episode man this could be the one, you know. This could be the one. one. Just takes you over, man. You need a catalyst, man, and I see up and above, man. <laughs> yeah, for sure. <laughs> um, with your face, Aaron, I'm sure we can make it somewhere, man. Come okay. on. So, <clears throat> for those people that don't know that are listening, um, normally it's our friends and family and some outliers that aren't really we don't really know us personally. But Aaron recently got engaged a couple of months ago. Um, now I know, you know particularly that this is a quite an important thing um funny Aaron, both Aaron and i have like really we've always been relationship guys um mm. we always talk about it actually and it was for me i was like obviously he's you know one of my best mates and i was exceptionally happy that that this had happened um and we're going to get to asking him some questions in a moment but i found on reddit we've done this segment before of the i reddit first section and it is the am i the asshole um, scenario. So I want to read the scenario about these people that are planning a wedding and I want to get your guys feelings. Um, Tev, you'll know why this one applies to you directly. Aaron, it applies to you. Aaron, it applies to you because you're planning your wedding. So I'll read it for you. I'll read it for you. So basically it goes like this. <clears throat> My fiance is short. His height is <laughs> my bad, my bad. Okay, I start again. My fiance is short. His height has always been a source of insecurity for him, and he takes others' comments too seriously. With our wedding approaching, he asked if I considered consider wearing flat shoes at the wedding. I was confused, like very confused. I asked if he was joking, but he went on a rant about how he doesn't want to be made fun of at his own wedding and that if i choose to wear high heels then he would look awkward in the photos and in front of the guests i refused and he kept calling me a selfish and inconsiderate and said that i prioritized a pair of high heels over his comfort and happiness for the big day he had his mom involved and she is pushing me to reconsider 
When I refuse to discuss it, she said that my unwillingness to cooperate is a huge indicator of my level of maturity. She then went on a long rant about what lengths real wives are willing to go to help out their husbands and said that I'm apparently too immature and shallow to be committed in a marriage if I make such an issue out of it. Am I being selfish? It's not just that I want, but the high heels help make the wedding dress look better. And I feel like I deserve to look my best at my own wedding, just like every bride's dream. His insecurity is preventing me from getting that. Am I the asshole? So just to clarify some of the questions, basically she says that um, the guests that he was talking about that were making fun of him are his ma male friends and the men in his family. They comment on his height all the time, call him names like Shorty, Koala, Lil D, and Hobbit. They even have a list of jokes about him. Um, and then she says she's only slightly taller, but she doesn't want to make it a bigger difference. Um, and she said, we had similar arguments about his height issue before, but this is the first time he asks me not to wear heels. Other times he lets me wear them, but sometimes refuses to attend events with me. So <laughs> let's first ask Aaron, how's this guy dealing? What's your thoughts on this whole thing? Um, look, man, we, we, we know women in high heels, so let's 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 start there like high heels are important to women whether they enjoy wearing them or not like high heels add something to women i don't know what it is they like the way their legs look it makes them feel like this and like that and especially on a wedding day i think you have to literally just just have to keep it in man you just have to keep whatever quarrels you have just keep it in get through the day it is what it is i mean i know you have to how do I say it? Like kind of come together, you know, and compromise, but it sounds like she's compromised enough, you know, like going to an event without your partner. And it's like, why isn't your partner? Yeah. And it's like, now nah, you're feeling short today. Like what, what, must, <laughs> like what must happen? You know, like, yeah. short. so, I mean, I think he needs to own it. Like, I think he just needs to own his heights, you know, go to gym, build yourself wide, you know, <laughs> you can't be six feet tall, be six feet wide. It's fine. So yeah. They also, I know some of the people in the comments were talking about you get these dress shoes that men can wear that's that like elevate your height. Mm. Yeah, basically. So yeah, I thought that was also, oh. yeah, there is. And I, the first thing while I was reading this and when he was like, he asked her to wear flats. Now I, I, I can, I'm trying, trying to, yeah, I'm trying to imagine a wedding dress with flats on. I don't, maybe I, I don't know about the style, but Tev, what's your thoughts? Man, as a short king, let short me king. Just say, uh, as as representative of the short kings out there, um, I can understand him asking it. Cool, fair enough. You guys need to have that transparency in your relationship. I think uh, offside by going through his mom to have her kind of fight <laughs> his battle for it. That's fine. Um, like we said in the previous episode, there needs to be some kind of compromise. It's no wedding without the we. Mm. Um, <laughs> you can't start winning without a way. <laughs> so it is a team, a team effort, and they need to do, they need to come to some kind of compromise. Um, for him, I think I can respect that he asked it because he mm. he's um, voicing his feelings and his opinion on it. But if she's also like steadfast and like this is the one day that I'm asking you to wear my heels, please just allow me to do so. And he can play it off, man. I'd then almost lean in to the banter of it. So if it was me and funny enough, Lisa wore flats to our wedding. 
Oh. I didn't ask it. She is just that kind of thoughtful person that we were on the kind of level pegging high to eyes um, for the day. <laughs> so photos, it looked great, obviously, and mm -hmm. it didn't deter from our wedding day. We still had a great wedding day and walking down the aisle. She still felt as beautiful as she looked. Um, but like I said, if my wife wants to wear heels and this is her day, I'm going to give it to her and I'll lead into the, the banter of it. I'll have a little stool at the end of the aisle. <laughs> so she comes and it's time to hold hands before the officiator or the pastor. I'll get one of my groomsmen to bring out a little stool. I'll step on the stool and then we'll be the same height. So you can almost, um, yeah, decide how you want to play it. If you yeah. can't find compromise of not wearing high heels in lean into it, give her her day and just chat with the photographer. How can we make this work where if you're using the right angles, it's not too noticeable. We can both mm -hmm. be seated. I don't know. There's, there's workarounds yeah. for it, uh, but I think the conversation definitely needs to be had. And I appreciate that, uh, they're both open to stating what they're comfortable with and yeah, kind of where they, I think it's like it. you said, it's all about controlling the narrative, right? In that case, like you control the story that's going to be told about yeah. it. I'm not so sure how I feel about that stool thing, to be honest, but <laughs> yeah, hey, man. Like it. <laughs> yeah. it's your wedding, bro. Two little tiptoes. Two little tiptoes. Hey, stool I, I'm wearing platforms cause I'm wearing yeah, those just, extended <laughs> shoes. Stilettos, bro. Um, yeah, so, okay. So I think we, we, I think I agree. Calling the mom in was offside. It just felt yeah. weak. I can't believe he did that. Um, but in keeping with this, I know we had a couple of questions that we wanted to run by Aaron. Uh, we, Tev and I know firsthand, we planned our own weddings. We both had, Tev did a more of a, a, a COVID situation COVID. that he had to yeah. work through. Um, I had a situation where we planned our planned and did our wedding in well four months. I think it took us to do everything. Yeah. So because we were moving overseas, so we had different scenarios. But Tev, I want you to maybe you can lead us into the Le questions. Yes. So um, I guess all more often than not, we're always going to ask the question. How do, and we actually asked this question last week. How do you know when you found the one before you made that big bold step? get down on one knee and ask the question how do you know this is your person how do you know that this is going to be the person that you spend the rest of your life with what was the sign what was the moment if was there an aha moment or was it just yeah. developed over time or what uh, it's, yeah, it's quite difficult man because i think it's actually quite simple it's when you know you know you know like uh. i've been in relationships before for you know four or five years and never really like you know there wasn't that like i know you know and then I mean, yeah. when we met it was pretty much i mean quite an immediate attraction to just i know that this is the person that i want to be a husband to you know so i always wanted to be a husband but being a husband to someone is obviously a very different you know scenario mm -hmm. and situation so i think you just you just know you know like it's just it's easy it just happens so everything just happened it happened accordingly um it went I mean, we didn't really stick to a plan, but if we did, we would have, we, we were ahead of the plan. I mean, we would have been married by now if we could, it's just, yeah. unfortunately, the way the circumstances played out, we're getting married next year. So I think it's as simple as when you know, you know. Yeah. Okay. Just that yeah. innate it's, feeling in you that. Yeah. It's just there. It's, it's almost just that. Yeah. Okay. No, very nice. And I actually wanted to mm. ask you guys, um, 
And it's such a, an interesting thing that I found, like before I got to the point of engagement, being married, etc., I always thought that being married was almost like the end game, the end goal. Once you're married, yeah. then it's done. Like almost in the, the lead up to life, obviously you have kids and start a family, yeah. etc. But it, it was always seen as the finish line in, in my eyes. Like I've married, cool, I've made it. I've mm. kind of elevated myself to this adult lifestyle now. Uh. In terms of adulting, there's a few things, bits and bobs that you can do along the way. But when you're married, you've kind of made it in life. Did you guys also uh. see it like that? And if so, has it changed for you, Tyler? Aaron, is that still something or kind of the perception you see it as? Because I think for me, being married now, it's it's still this continuous kind of fluid process. It's not as, mm. what can I say? say as stagnant and just yeah or uh, framed or solidified as cool i've made it now that's it yeah yeah well let me let me before i answer that question let me ask aaron do you feel like your relationship has changed since you've gotten engaged oh um within yourself maybe yeah we we actually argue less now that we're engaged i don't know if that's because we're engaged or just so um but i mean not not really i think you you feel a bit more responsibility as a partner now um because i think it might not land well with some people but losing a girlfriend is a little bit easier than losing a fiance you know like breaking yeah. up a girlfriend versus calling off a wedding you know so yeah. you just you feel a lot more responsible um which is a good and then thing. i guess yeah. same thing with breaking up and getting divorced right yeah so yeah. then it's gets a bit more complicated i think yeah. what happened for me was i i kind of felt like um that kind of commitment that we took to each other did did impact i i felt not that i ever felt unsafe in my relationship but there's a sense a weird sense of security that i got yeah. when we took that step when it was like okay like you've agreed we we agree that we want to get married I, it, I felt calmer, if that makes sense. I don't know if that, I just felt easy within myself. Yeah. And then Tev, yeah, to answer your question, I kind of did have a similar kind of, I'm, a, I'm big now, I'm an adult. Yeah. You know, like I, I'm here now, I made it. And then obviously since then, um, it's, I don't know if it's purely because of getting married or moving overseas when we did shortly after getting married, all those things made a big difference. But yeah, it, it's, not that I thought it would be stagnant, but yeah, I did kind of see it as like a end game finish, not finish line. It's difficult to explain, but I did see that. I yeah. do, but um, the, the amount of, you know, work efforts and everything that has gone into it since that point, it's undeniable. You know, it, it really yeah. is undeniable. But yeah, we'll have this conversation with Aaron in a year, maybe a year and a half and we can ask him. But tell yeah. us. How is the planning going? What do you, mm. what has surprised you about this planning process? Maybe or I think has there been, yeah, I think everyone will agree, uh, with this is the, the financials. Oof, bro, it is <laughs> it's, it's shocking, right? And where we getting married, it's one of the most like prestigious venues in Joburg, maybe even South Africa. Um, it's not really, we're getting married at Shepstone garden. So it's not really a secret or anything, but it's just man they like the venues like oh that's not a bad price for the venue and then they charge you like 85 rand for a napkin and i'm like oh. <laughs> just yeah you know, you know. <laughs> 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 why put your shirt why put this oh, you know, 
110 rand for like a, a you know a set of you know knives and forks and cutlery and i'm like this is I, I get it but it's how you guys were talking about valentine's and um i think christmas and stuff you guys said that everything goes up you know the minute you say yeah. oh, it's for valentine's like oh you know what i'm going to put an extra 50 rand on you yeah you yeah know, if you go to a photographer they normally like let's say you know four five hundred dollars and now all of a sudden you know it's a for a wedding oh, it's, it's a wedding, wedding. yeah maybe like 50k you know okay yeah yeah, yeah. so I understand it. I mean, I think it's the, what, second or third biggest money-making, I don't want to say scheme, but like <laughs> biggest thing in the world, you know, is, yeah. is wedding. It's like yeah. literally, I think, multi-billion dollar, you know, industry. industry. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I, I think it's just the finance. I don't think any, everything else is kind of expected. I mean, we see it in movies. We've been surrounded by people getting married our whole lives. But I think when you're in it financially, you, you really, yeah. Then you, yeah, that's when you yeah. that's when you start to like really feel it. Okay. I remember look, I found yeah. the same thing. I found not just the finances, but how everything, like you, certain things that you expect to be included just aren't. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like it's like, but if I come for dinner, you don't charge me for all these things. If I come and eat here, you're not going to charge me for every plate that you put down. Yeah. You're not going to charge. You, I understand you charge me for food and venue hire and all mm. those things. I get it. But you don't charge me for like a knife and fork when I come for dinner. Why are you charging me for a knife and fork this time? You know, like exactly. that really did shock me. Um, and are you finding your, how's your family being involved heavily? Not as much as you'd like? Um, actually the right amount, man. I mean, it's pretty much just, it's just been Emi and I. I mean, we literally doing this by ourselves. Um, we have a wedding coordinator person, but that's on the day and only five weeks before the wedding. Um, and then on okay. the day of the wedding. So it's literally just us um because we also saw the price of a of a wedding plan and we're like i can pay me no, for it's, this that's fine yeah <laughs> yeah <a> salary. <laughs> like i can i can google that's fine like yeah. Um, yeah um so they're not really you know they're not really intruding in any way that there's not being any intrusiveness it's just that's yeah good. it's literally just been us it's just been us yeah okay nice and what have you found mm. to be some of the fun the joyous parts like in in the planning um, were you guys getting inspiration for what you want to see in terms of like decor, that kind of? Did you did Pinterest. you have an idea? Board. <laughs> this is Aaron's wedding board. Did you have an idea of what you want your wedding to look like? Um, also, are there some elements that you've communicated to Emmy to say, "At my wedding, I want these things A, B, and C," and then she'd obviously come with her set of ideas the wedding and then you guys discuss that or are you kind of like you know what as long as i'm there with the love of my life that's all that counts pretty much the latter man i always tell her look tell me when it is and where it is i'll be there you know like mm. I'm, I'm happy to be there i didn't really let's be serious men aren't as like into weddings as women are i mean women have been planning their weddings since they were like nine you know like They've had a vision board when they were nine and they had their wedding dress set out. And I mean, you know, so I think Emmy came with a lot more ideas. Um, I had my input in terms of like colors that I'd like, um, certain, I think just small things like music and the dancing and stuff like that, but nothing, nothing decor. Um, what's been fun is we went to a wedding expo, I think three weeks ago. Um, actually at where you got married, Charlotte, at Oakfield, uh, Oakfield, I think it was. Yeah. 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 Oakfield. Oh, nice. So we went there, they actually had a whole wedding expo. That was super fun. Uh, we had a great time. 
Um, it was a bit difficult because that expo was for 2023. So we went there really having a photographer, really having uh-huh. you know, her wedding, her wedding dress. Um, my suit is still in the talking suit, but we had 80% of the stuff. So yeah. we just went there just to experience it, you know, just to see what it would be like. So, but most of our ideas have just come with Pinterest or, you know, seeing a, a, a young wedding video on TikTok and being like, oh, that's a really cool idea that I think we should mm. implement in hours, you know. Yeah. Nice. It's really cool, man. Nice. I like that. No, I really like that. I think it's really cool um, to to go to those wedding expos. I think also must be quite fun. Um, like you said, even though you don't necessarily know exactly I mean, you already know a lot of the things um, that I'm sure it still helped going there, you know, and just kind of seeing like what's out there. And if that's the good things, has there been any particular challenging moments that have arisen or is Um, it all daisies and all peachy? We've, I think we've actually been quite lucky as a couple. We haven't butted heads yet. We haven't argued about the wedding. I think we've, we've had small like disagreements where it's been more just about particular wedding songs you know like choosing it for the the first dance um, yeah like the first dance the garments and things like that um but other than that i mean i think it's it's actually been pretty well man like we haven't we haven't argued which is i think they say that like your your wedding planning is kind of like your make or break in your engagement you know like a lot of couples end up splitting up and stuff and i think yeah i think we're quite blessed in that aspect yeah, that's good. I've also, mm-hmm. yeah, I think so. I mean, just just do your wedding dance with Sister Bettina and you're good, man. There's no need for <laughs> any any other negotiations. The big vibe got you. We we'll we'll decide these things for you if you don't know what to do. Um, man, I'm, but yeah. I'm marrying a dancer, man. I'm marrying a dancer, so I have to. Yeah, be, I have to. I have to dance, man. Nice. She's marrying yeah. a dancer. What do you mean? What? Yeah, she's, like, she's a professional dancer, man. She gets paid for this, man. I just have people yeah. watching me, man. <laughs> Well, that's nice. So you, you're going to have a coordinated yeah. dance. I will say it's also really cool to do a coordinated dance. Like mm. if I'm taking Tyler's wedding as an example, you oh, Tyler do it awesome, out the water, man. Yeah, that was, yeah, that was crazy. Like, yeah, that everyone was, was crazy. just beside themselves with how good a first dance that was. Yeah. No, that, that was amazing. And it's nice that you, you guys have this um, open dialogue, man. So if, mm. if you find any new ideas, inspiration you're like actually i want my bride the bridal party to wear these colors to match my Mm. groomsmen and also kind of i also i found that there's so many like you said tyler there's so many elements to a wedding like ordinarily i thought you'd have at least five um groomsmen at a wedding and i guess there's so much leeway in that as well you can have one bird you can have two you can have seven i've got seven looking to coordinate that like Yo, it's it's so interesting how many just different aspects there are mm. to a wedding. For sure. Um, but what what would I'd ask aside from obviously marrying the love of your life on the day? What else are you kind of looking forward to with a wedding day? Because people sometimes downplay it just to say your wedding is going to last twenty seconds. Don't put too much focus in one mm. element when it's over in the blink of an eye. So, as a groom. I know, like you said, um, women generally have a bit more, let me call it, um, skin in the game, like more like, <laughs> intro, like more like focus yeah, on the small details. What are you looking forward to most on the wedding day? Um, I think 
the biggest thing that I'm waiting for is to honestly see her walk down the aisle. Like I'm super, super keen for that moment. Like just seeing her walk in. Um, I think after that, it's literally just going to be a celebration. Uh, that's, that's only what we're going for. Our wedding is going to be quite early in terms of like what a wedding normally is. So we'll try mm -hmm. and have everything done by about like half past two, get photos done by like four, and then we can start everything because we want the party to be longer than everything else. Uh, because at most weddings, you finish eating seven, eight o'clock wedding uh, speeches are going on and then you start dancing at eight and then 12 o'clock. They're like, cool, you guys need to. Yeah, because yeah, yeah. I'm not paying like 3,000 rand for an extra hour, you know, so, yeah, yeah, yeah. like, so, you know, but we'll be partying from like, you know, five, six o'clock to, to midnight. So I think mm. for us, our, our wedding is, is more for a celebration. Um, if the wedding was about us, we would honestly get married at like home affairs. Um, we've, we've yeah. often, we've often spoken about it, literally used to be like, let's just get married somewhere. Yeah. You know, um, save the money. Mm. It, it wasn't, yeah, it's not saving the money, but also we would regret it. You know, it's like what yeah. happens if we, we did have such a nice big wedding, you know, like it, yeah. it's nice to have that, you know, show your, you know, your kids one day, you know, hopefully they can gain inspiration from it as well. And, you know, see their mom and dad, like be married in this, such an extravagant event, you know? So yeah, yeah I think that's, yeah. that's pretty much what we're waiting for. I like it. I like it. And we also, I'm not sure. I'm sure Ted feels the same way. Uh, we obviously also had the same chats like, oh, are we really doing the right thing? You know, we could save money by doing this. We can do that. Mm -hmm. Not, not are yeah. we doing the right thing by getting married? Of course we feel like we did, but like, are we, should we, should it really be like this? And ours wasn't necessarily that big, but you know, afterwards we both kind of feel like it was well worth everything that we put into it. And you know, it's, I'd never, ever recommend from my experience, recommend to someone don't bother, just go sign the papers and use the money elsewhere because it's not, yeah. it's about much more than that, you know? Um, but I thought we would also open up a little bit of space for you. Um, uh, Tev has been married now about a year over. Yeah, How long, Tev? Yeah. A year and ooh, we hey, in. That's right, okay. So like a year and two months. A year and two months. I've, I've been three and a bit um and we thought maybe we would ask you if you have any questions that you'd like to ask us okay i've got i think i've got two quite interesting ones i'll fire i'll fire off i think just the one and then i'll go to the next one so uh for both of you guys just your three top priorities as a husband mm. want to go first <laughs> okay <laughs> sure you need some Great hard hitting question. Three priorities as a husband. Um, a revelation that I got once being married. We always say family is key. Family is um, so instrumental to having a great relationship. And when you get married, you've now started your own family. So in and amongst the greater families that are coming together, yours, Emmys, in that you have you guys. So I think prioritize yourself. So almost think of it like rings. There's you two is your first ring. Then you get one day when you have your kids, that's your second ring. And then thirdly is your greater family. And then we get like your extended family, friends, etc. Yeah. But prioritize and always, yeah, always be honest. Never go to bed angry with your partner. Never, yeah. never, never. <laughs> always be honest. Look to have transparent communication. R remember that um, you need to have each other's backs. And then enjoy it. Enjoy it. Marriage is honestly one of the greatest things 
I think I always wondered why it is that um, some people choose not to get married and let's say have a life partner. They ask the question, why get married as opposed to just having a life partner? And you guys are already kind of pulling towards the same thing. What's so different about it? And I think there's just a level of trust, responsibility, love that you can only experience in a marriage. I think that bond, that connection, that accountability is something that goes far and beyond what my um, idea of what commitment and what a partnership actually looks like. And this isn't just because it's down to a legal um, piece of paper. In marriage, it's just a relationship that is elevated to a whole nother degree. And I think you're gonna experience it, man. It's like yeah, insane, it's, it's amazing. Quite like that. Yeah. I think, mm. um, to be honest with you, like, I think Ted basically took all hundred reasons from me before I can even say, <laughs> but what I will say, I'll add one more that I think, um, <clears throat> what I've kind of learned, um, is I know you asked the, the question is more like, what, what do we prioritize? Um, you know, as, as being a husband and, you know, it's, I would say two things really is my priority within my marriages. The first one is building a safe space. Um, and I think as, um, it, it's actually quite challenging being a, let's be honest, being a 21st or what are we in 22nd century, 21st century male, mm. you know, you, you, it's kind of like, um, sometimes you get the feeling for like, of being ashamed of your masculinity to an extent, um, because of the word, everything that's going on in the world around you. And as soon as you say something like keeping or building a safe space, it's like, oh, you toxic because you, it's not your job to make safety just because you're a man. But what Mm -hmm. I mean by this is like, you need to create, I feel as if you need that person, your partner needs to know that, that you like Tev said, have got their back, but that they they need to feel comfortable at home and whatever it takes for you to create safety within your space, you have to do that thing. So whether your, your problems are, let's say you live in um, more of a dangerous area, for example, you Mm. need to take the steps to make sure that that house is safe. Now, if that looks like getting a dog, putting up alarm systems, so there's that kind of safety, like physical safety, but at the same Mm. time, there's like emotional safety, you know, you need to create that space where, you should never be saying you're ridiculous for crying or anything. They need to feel, your partner needs to feel safe. And when they feel safe, they feel loved. Um, it's for me, it's synonymous safety and love. Yeah. And then the second thing is also that I feel that we need to remember as husbands or as partners in general is that your partner is also only a human being. And what starts to happen after some time is that our expectations, the more time you spend together and the the longer you are together, your expectations of that person rise, you know, and I actually spoke about it in that blog, but it's very, very related to marriage. They rise. So you expect your partner to know you so well, right? Imi knows you better than anyone. Lisa knows you better than anyone. And we expect that level of understanding to be consistent. And if they get it wrong, it's very hurtful. It's like, what do you, how could you do that? You know me, how, how can you, how can you say that you're supposed to know me? But at the end of the day, they are only a human being. Just like if you forget to make a mistake, you know, you don't expect to be held to that. like, you can't make mistakes. So remembering that that person can make mistakes, they can snap at you, they can get annoyed at you, they can um, break something by an accident or or do something that really annoys you a lot. You just have to be soft and just like respect that person as a human being before respecting them as a wife. Um, And then it kind of builds up from there would be my, my two 
things that I would say yeah. on top of Tevin's big list. And your second question, fire it at us. We'll try to be quick with the answer. Second one is <laughs> proudest achievements as a husband. Whew. Tyler, you can take this one first. Within the context of um, the marriage. Yeah, I think you're yeah, just not necessarily your proudest achievement as a couple, but your proudest achievement that that you've accomplished while being a husband. Okay. Okay. Yeah. So mm-hmm. I, I got one actually that I can really relate to here. So, um, as both of you know, I have a bit of a history with various substances and etc. Um, and it's always been something that has been present in my life. Um, and then two years ago in May, when Chelsea won the champions league final actually was the night, um, I stopped drinking. Um, and that was kind of the last, vice that I had. And it, it, there were multiple reasons that I did it, but one of them was significantly was that it was impacting, you know, like my marriage a hundred percent. It was impacting my marriage. And I guess what I was very proud of is that, look, if we were to get divorced, knock on wood tomorrow, I wouldn't necessarily start drinking again. Right. So it's not the, the, the thing that makes me really proud is not just that I stopped doing it, but is that I was able to understand that because Katya never told me that I have to stop drinking, right? She never said that to me, right? She just said to me like, look, man, this is becoming an issue for me. And I came, I was really proud that I was able to come to the realization and to make the decision that I needed to make to put all everything else aside and just focus on, okay, but why this person cares about me? What is it about this thing that's bothering her? You know, like you can have the old arguments of like, oh, this is how you found me. So what's the problem? You know, like Mm -hmm. I am who I am, but one of my proudest things is that I was able to realize that that needed to be my priority, my health, our future, not just my future, not just her future, but our future, all three things together. Um, I needed to make that commitment towards that kind of change in my life. And since then, I felt the benefits of it in many, many different aspects of my life. I mean, but this is not a an AA meeting and I'm not here to try and tell people to stop drinking. But for me, I felt like it's just been one of the things that I am most proud of in that time that I've managed to achieve and starting the big vibe. Hey, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, that's honestly um, amazing. And also um, very inspirational, not Mm. just to see the commitment to yourself, but the commitment to relationship in what you're, um, intentionally willing to um, change and let go of i'd say for me the the biggest accomplishment is being vulnerable i'm generally quite a um a guy that's i've been told i'm quite mysterious because i don't always share like feelings and um always give my opinion um ty and i spoke about this a few episodes back about kind of living up to a a persona or an image or a, a legend, if you will, to be that guy. If yeah. I've previously been known as, okay, he's the good listener. Great. That's a, a pin in my hat, but I think I've been able to be a lot more comfortable, a lot more vulnerable with Lisa. And that's just helped me in my personal growth in being a better communicator. So I've always been a good listener. Great. I can hear people outpour for days on end but it's always been quite restrictive in how much i share and the lengths at which i share so i'd say in looking to be a better husband a better partner a better friend 
being vulnerable, opening up, talking through, um, yeah, insecurities, um, kind of what I feel areas are that I need improvement on, that kind of thing. And just sharing this with Lisa has been a life-changing thing. So being vulnerable has, I'd say, been my biggest accomplishment because it just flows into so many other areas of um, what makes our relationship really good. Hey, I like those. Nice, we need to ask Aaron nice. this question in two years' time. We need to ask him what has been. Yeah, you can. Yo, I don't know if they'll be as deep as your guys, but I'll, yeah, I'll see. You'd be surprised. You'd be surprised how, is, how yeah. these things happen. Um, yeah. But yeah, I think I think those are really great questions. Nice one, man. Yo, yeah, wow, you really got so. me introspecting with that. <laughs> so now let's bring it. We've gone super, super deep down. Let's bring it up, up a little bit there. Um, and I don't have any friends from, especially from South Africa, that watch the NBA except for Aaron. And now that is probably because of the time difference. Um, if I'm honest, yeah, man, I know. It's hard, man. It's hard. Yeah. So I know that mm. it's quite a difficult thing for, for, for that time zone. So like for me, I watch the games are in the morning. So it actually works out pretty, pretty nicely for me. Um, often six o'clock in the morning or eight o'clock in the morning or 10 o'clock in the morning, you know, Saturday mornings, sometimes it's nice to watch an NBA game. But Aaron, he watches the NBA. Now, for those of the people that don't know, NBA has also like a transfer. They don't have a transfer like month or window. They kind of yeah, keep it open, it. Yeah. but it closes in February. Um, I can't remember the exact date, but it does close in February. And now they had probably one of the craziest, according to the things that I've read, one of the craziest sort of deadline days. Um, and NBA's yeah. yeah, NBA is always a little bit difficult or a little bit different because like in the Premier League you or in football you buy a player and that's all you gotta do, right? You pay the money and he comes. Yeah. Whereas NBA there's a lot more financial rules, like your roster can only have X amount of players, you can only be spending a certain amount of players, uh certain amounts of money, and as a result, you often see a lot more trades. Um which also is hectic. Like you can just get traded one minute. You're living in New York tomorrow. They phone you. They're like, my man, you're moving to Toronto. You've been traded. Like you've got to serve your contract no matter where it is. Um, so I wanted to ask Aaron, well, before I ask Aaron, Tev, you don't watch anything with the NBA. Who's winning this season? Uh, <laughs> what about it? He just jumped in and said Lakers it's because of LeBron. But, um, let's go. Let's say, Let's say Cavs. Why not? Let's say Cavs. Okay. okay. I mean, Fair. yeah. If Spider comes back, there's maybe. They actually haven't been yeah. playing too badly. Maybe um, top, you guys, they top you four. Guys they top four. Touting to take um, the title. Aaron, who you got? Who you got? Um, right now, I've got the Suns. Um, I, know, I don't know if, if they are viewers and listeners. Yeah, they might not agree with me, but I think the Suns for the last... Two, three years. I mean, they've been in the playoffs. They've gotten quite far. Um, they were Come missing, close, yeah. yeah, they were missing a key element. And I don't think that they knew what it was um, until they got Kevin Durant. So okay. I think now that they have him, they, they lacked a little bit in a center, uh, the Suns. Um, and now with, Ke like now with Kevin being there, not that he's particularly a center, but I mean, he's seven foot. He's... You know, you can do everything. I mean, I don't want yeah. to go into like his skill level and stuff, but I think that with him being there, they pretty much have everything they need. Um, okay. 
But what about yeah. and what about what about the Mavs signing Kyrie? Not the enough. The Mavs, I think, where they they are. I think I've got to say they they sick. So they're just behind the Suns. Um, I don't see the Suns or the Mavs finishing like in the top three seeds just because the Nuggets are so far ahead, man. I mean, I think they, they to now right now where we sit, we got they like forty one games win. Um, yeah, forty one eighteen. Yeah, and I don't know if people know, but like it doesn't work with points and stuff. It's literally strictly games. Like games one, yeah. that's what gets you to the top. And I think the next team under that has got thirty-eight games, thirty-five games, which is thirty-five. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. no one's catching them, man. I mean, I think the Nuggets will definitely get the first seed. But I think with the Mavs, they they'll do some damage. They did some damage last year. Um, I think they swept the team last year, uh, or they came pretty close. I know they they did relatively well. And I think now with Kyrie, I think it's going to be. Quite so you good. think you think Kyrie was a good signing for them? I think he was. I know you and I discussed like balling hand players, like with uh, yeah. Donkic being a very balling hand player and wanting the ball. But I think he had no choice. I mean, who was he giving yeah. the ball to? Like he didn't have a choice but to. That's fair. Take that and and do it. I mean, the guy dropped multiple forty-point games, fifty-point games. So you do that when you don't have other options. You know, yeah. like. LeBron's not necessarily doing that right now because he kind of has other options to get more points. You yeah. know, you, you got they've got teammates, you know, like in the Nets, you know, both Kyrie and Kevin were, you know, distributing between points because they had each other. Yeah. Um, yeah. So Donkic never really had anyone to like distribute to and get those points. Um so I think with Kyrie think... and him being there, yeah. Fair enough, yeah. But so let me ask you this on the West before we move to the East. Do you think the Lakers are going to make it to the playoffs? They're 13th right now. They had a big, they did well. I would say they really shaped up their team. They made some really good moves and they look, they look pretty good. They slapped someone up the other day and they really look quite sick. They look quite entertaining to watch. But who do you think they can make it up to the the eighth? They're a bit worrisome, man, because I think they beat the Spurs. I think like recently, I think that's who they slapped. And I mean, if you look at that, I mean, that's the Spurs, bro. They lost. Like the Spurs are. Yeah. You know, they beat the Pelicans. Yeah, I think they're playing the Spurs team, or they did play the Spurs as well. Like the the teams that they they beating, it's 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 not teams that you need to be beaten, man. Like it's, okay, it's, they're losing to these teams where, like, if you look at like the betting odds, it's like the Lakers are like one point one to win because like they should win you know yeah so it's yeah i don't I, but i don't see them i don't know if they still have the playing tournament um yeah they do 10 and 9 and yeah, 10 so maybe they'll make it there but i mean warriors are sitting at nine they'll probably go up a bit um yeah so may, maybe playing tournaments and then depending who they face in the play the, the playing tournaments they yeah. could go through yeah. and what about this quickly yeah. I just want to ask you guys, so obviously LeBron broke the all-time scoring record. Hey. Where do you see him going before he calls um, time on his career? How many points do you assume he'll kind of get to? Uh, well, what's he at now? He's at like 38,300, like, something like that. So th- he'll reach 40. I see him, yeah, no, he'll break 40 easily. He's got another, he's, he's, he's openly said he's got another two to three years because he wants to play with um, with his son. Bronny, yeah. And I think Bronny's only... Bro, Bronny's far from the NBA, man. Like three, I think four two years, years. Two, 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 years. Two, two yeah. or three years drafting, yeah. And that's if. That's if. Yeah. You know, like he yeah. gets, you know, because he's not like the greatest prospect, unfortunately. Like, um, 
So, I mean, he's got another two, three years. I mean, if he's still averaging like 25, he won't play 82 games. So, I mean, he'll, he'll probably end like 40, 41. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. I don't I don't know if that'll be if that'll be broke. Did you guys actually see that moment when he broke the record? I did. I did. It was so weird, man. What, what, like, why did they, can you imagine? I know it was a huge deal. Don't get me yeah. wrong. But, but there were still the 10 game. seconds left. <laughs> there were still 10 seconds left in the third quarter. At least finish the quarter. Like, I, I understand it was a huge deal. And I understand the, the record has stood for 40 years. Kareem looked really sour, by the way. Understandably as well. But, man, it was just like a 10-minute break. I don't know. Maybe I'm wrong. What did you guys think of that whole, like, stopping the um, game for it? Yeah, I think they could have run out that clock. I mean, it's 10 seconds. Like, I mean, 10 you seconds. Your young, you know, you take, you take your young break like you normally do. You know, give your praise and stuff. Mm. Um I think also what you said, I think that's the thing with NBA is like when something gets broken or something happens, like they just stop everything. Yeah. I would just do it at the end of the game, man. Like, yeah. no one's going to leave, you know, like finish the game. You've still got a job to do. Your, your, your job wasn't like to help LeBron get, you know, to break the record. You know, your job is there to win as a team and they lost anyway. They lost. Yeah. They, they still lost, you know? So like, and who's to say, maybe it could have been that, that, that 10 minutes yeah. that they took, you know? break yeah. momentum who knows what happens the players chill they get tired so just finish the game man just finish the yeah. game and do what you need to do after the game yeah Tim? i think money from the opposing team <laughs> as well like let's say it's a close game and um i'm on the up and up or yeah say it's like a two-point difference if you stop now i'd be so mad bro that's <laughs> honestly you're taking my time yeah We'll save this for afterwards, man. Like, yeah. you'll get your flowers, 100%. But <laughs> yeah. let's focus on the game at hand here, bro. I mean, the guys that they were playing against did. They were just all... Obviously, everyone was just full of praise. And it's just like, we're just mm -hmm. so happy to be a part of history. Mm -hmm. Because it is. I, like, this this record has stood for so long. There's, I think, the, the current act... Of any other active players, like, they must be like 10,000 or 12. They're even more, man. Um... I don't know what they were saying. They were saying, like, I think if Kevin Durant played every game for the next, like, six years or something, he still wouldn't even come close. Yeah. So um, it would have to be a new player right now coming in. So starting yes. as a rookie and then just continue. Killing to, but, it, yeah. yeah. But any active player right now in the NBA, there's no way. They can't. Yeah. So, so I do get that it was a big deal. It just felt super... I hate saying it like this, but it was super like uh, advertising moment. Like, let's make sure mm. it's all glitz and glam. Like, the court was just packed with people. I'm like, where's the rules and regulations, guys? <laughs> Come on, you have to follow some sort of structure here. But I mean, it was it was big, and it was actually really. I know he was practicing the sky hook. Um, that mm. really would have been crazy to get it. Um, but it, it really was something really crazy. And, uh, you know, much like the Messi and Ronaldo debate, like we're just witnessing greatness. And I think that is phenomenal. Uh, mm. But let me quickly just check in with Aaron here. On the east side, we've got the Celtics, the Bucks. Any of those guys that you think can go through and, and, and win it? Um, Bucks always for me. I think Bucks will always... Like, I, I'm, I'm always surprised if they're not in the final, you know? Yeah. Um... <clears throat> Celtics, I really like the Celtics' chances, but they, they're young. Uh, I don't know how to explain it, man. They just, they don't have like a leader um, mm. that has some kind of experience. You know, I know like the Bucks have like Adetokumbo only, and I mean, he's Middleton still young. and Drew Holiday, but yeah. Yeah, I think, uh, so they have like, like a sense of, 
you know, like superiority and just someone supervising and stuff. I think the Celtics is just a young group of really good players. You know, they're kind of like the Suns, you know, I know the Suns has Chris Paul now and stuff, but like the experience in the NBA finals and stuff right now, obviously they, I mean, shit, man, when they're with Bill Russell winning 11 titles in a row, or, you know, yeah. like winning 11 titles, like back then, you know, they were forced to be reckoned with now, like they just, I don't know, man, they're young. I don't think they really know how to handle yeah, you know, like an NBA final, you know, like. So yeah. we know they made it to at least the Eastern Conference final last year. Um, yeah. It'll be interesting to see because their record is also pretty mad with 42 and 17. Yeah, 42, but, yeah. Um, the Bucks are right behind them on 41 and 17. So, I mean, it's like, it's, the East seems a little like closer as well. But I mean, it's been a, it's been a. I'll be honest with you. I've been playing fantasy basketball with a few guys that I know here. Yeah. Oh, man, it's a headache, bro. They play so much. You know how often I have to check that app? It's it's bro, madness, they're, playing every, they're playing every day, man. I mean, they're literally Yo. playing every day. Like... And I thought like the fantasy Premier League was a handful because you have to check every week and stay on top yeah. of it. I'm playing with these gents that have given up. I don't know what's happening with Tev and Ruben and Les. They just stopped playing and I'm slapping now, them what's around. What's signing but details, now... bro? <laughs> <laughs> but now the this fantasy basketball, it's actually difficult to keep up with because the amount mm. of, of games. that and games, tomorrow, man. Yeah, tomorrow's the, the All-Star weekend. Let me ask just one question there for you. Aaron, do you kind of, does that All-Star game mean anything to you? Would you even watch it? Um, Highlights? I do, I do watch it. I do watch it. I think... Look, I mean, the, the, in terms of the skill challenge, I mean, the last, the best skill challenge we had, I don't remember the year, but I mean, that was Pat Kobe, LeBron, um, Dwayne Wade, uh, and I think one more other guy that I, I can't remember, maybe, maybe Derek Rose. I mean, and that was in the skill challenge. I mean, that's amazing. Yeah. Now, the skill challenge is like the Bucks versus, I don't know, man, like, I know Adetokounmpo is amazing, but I mean, like, I'm not, I don't want to watch him do handles, like, let's be fair. Yeah, I don't wanna, yeah. I, I don't see him like that, you know, I want like Kyrie, Chris Paul, you know, like I want uh. those guys in the skills challenge. So that, that I don't care too much about. The three-point contest this year is, I mean, you got Buddy Hield, you got Damian Lillard. Um, Halliburton did it as well. And then like, that's it, man. And then the other guys, yeah. the one guy, I think he just got signed from the G League and he's in the three-point contest. Hey, the, there's a guy who was in the dunk contest. Actually, the guy who won it isn't even in the NBA. He's in the yeah. G League. In, Mac Mac McCullum or something like that. Yeah. So and even that, like the the the, the um, slam dunk contest. I mean, since like Eric Gordon and Zach Levine left, it's kind of just been, you know, like yeah. it's just yeah, man. I, it's I not get the it same. because they don't want to get hurt. You know, like I do also understand from that point of view. Uh, but the All Star game, I do enjoy because I mean, Steph broke history last year as well. I mean, sixteen three pointers. Um, also won the MVP for that, I think, as well. Also got 51 points or something like crazy yeah, like that. Yeah. Um, so it's fun to see, man, because they, a lot of the time they get left, you know, if, if they see a player's running down courts and going to slam dunk, the guy's like, yeah. hey, have your yeah, moment, do it. Yeah. Yeah, they don't put the, in like a hundred percent defense yeah, and everything. I mean, if you so... see like the blocks and steals in that game, maybe steals a bit higher, but blocks in that game is quite low. Yeah. Uh, they just kind of let everyone just show off, you know, that's what it is, man. It's just, it's just a, it's like a pickup game, man. Yeah, it's like a pickup game. Okay, sick. Tev, any interest in watching it? I like the All-Star games. Like Aaron said, uh, dunk contest used to be sick. I think it is mm. Gordon that did probably most. Uh, 
outrageous one. I think it was we jumped over the mascot, put the ball under his legs, yeah, still came over. Yeah, that yeah. was. Yeah. I don't think anything can top that from what I've seen. <laughs> um, but that used to be pretty sick to watch All Star games. I think as a as a weekend, it's it's really good for value for entertainment. An occasion, used yeah. To do it. Mm. yeah. Sometimes they even stream the comedy section to it. There'd be comedy yeah. and then the, mm-hmm. the actual basketball. So I know now they also do. They do like a celebrity one now. That uh, who's the Ten Rings, Chi Chang Chi guy? What's his name? Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. yeah. Yeah, he he played in the in the the the, the celebrity game now. Um, so yeah, actually there was a really funny dunk yesterday. Uh, someone that plays with uh, you know Alvarado. They call him Grand Theft Alvarado. So yeah, there was a the guy. Steelers, that, yeah. yeah, there was a guy that plays on his team that. He acted like he was going to miss the dunk and he like, okay, he just calmed down and he was bouncing the ball and he's like, okay, I'm coming, I'm coming. And then Alvarado came and stole the ball, ran and then laid it up for him. And I thought that was quite like a, a cute little show me, like a whole little, like little different um, thing about Check it. But out. yeah, man, nice to chat a little bit about the NBA. I mm. think we are about ready to close off. This is a neat little, ooh, a long episode here. Mm. Um, <laughs> no worries with that. Aaron's going to close us off with a quote. Okay, so I have one from the late and great Kobe Bryant. Um, so he just says, I don't want to be the next Michael Jordan. I only want to be Kobe Bryant. Hmm. And I think that should resonate with some people in just being, you know, there's only one of you. So, you know, just, just, embrace, it, really, yeah, just, be you, yeah. man. just embrace it, you know, embrace the short Kings, you know, just, <laughs> you know, just, uh i think that's actually really also good advice like for you now going into your your marriage like we can give you advice and inputs and everything but at the end of the day it is yours and it is you and you just got to trust yourself and trust Emi, and then the rest of us we can just spectate from the outside so you know there's no need to replicate anything um mm. but yeah i think that's a a nice little quote to end us off tev mm. no just carrying your sentence be you do you I think that's where the focus is, man. Enjoy it. Just enjoy it. I can say it's, it's an amazing journey, man. And you've, I can't commend you enough for making this decision, bro. Mm. Yeah. And so, yeah, I think that's a nice place to end us off. Aaron, audacious Aaron. Thanks so much for joining us, my King. We really appreciate appreciate it, it, man. It was awesome. And I had a great time and I think we would be keen to do this again. Um, Yep. Yeah, and I get I'll get a bit more updates in my life, and then we can do it. I also just can yeah. about the same stuff. So, <laughs> now we you're an interesting dude. I'm sure we can pull some more conversations out from you. No, so yeah, that was it. audacious, Aaron. Thank you so much, my king, Tasty Tiv. I'll see you next week, same time, same place. You know, most we know how we do tantalizing time. Everyone, <laughs> again, don't forget to follow us on our various social channels. All links are below, and our website. That's it from now. That's it from us for now. <laughs> See you next week. Cheers, guys. Bye bye.